welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Episode 219, we're going to talk about AEW Dynamite, Beyond Wrestling's Uncharted Territory, and we have some questions from Twitter and maybe we'll get some from Facebook during the course of this recording. But before we get to that, my name is John and joining me this week, as she does every week, is... The Tommy N to my Michael Dante, Marianne. Hello. Interesting. I forgot about Tommy N until just now. He forgot he he his name was indeed Tommy N. No, I just forgot entirely about him in general. Oh yeah, because he's just like sitting in a room, uh, asking people to fight him. I don't I don't even know because I don't watch the product. It's very weird. It's very strange. How are you? I am. I'm. I'm good. Um, my mom's cousin came to visit. Uh, my brother came to visit this weekend. Uh, Antonia came to visit for a couple days. Um, it was just visit fest. Um, my stepdad was in the emergency room for a little bit. Yeah. Um, is everything okay? Yeah. He felt like physically fine and like mentally and everything fine, I guess. But his heart was not brought. You need to go to the emergency room. And he drove himself like the badass that he is. Oh, my God. He was like at three in the morning. He's like, I'm going to go to the emergency room. My mom was like, okay, you do that. Oh, my God. He was there for several days. His heart was like. Holy shit. Super weird. Yeah. Wow. And they were like, you drink too much coffee. You're only allowed to have two cups of coffee today, like a day. And I was like, Steve, did they tell you how big those cups of coffee had to be, though? (laughs) Very true. Very true. Yeah. I don't know. My mom and I were like thinking of all the stuff that I was like, oh shit, all the stuff he has to, that he's going to want to complete and do when he gets home because he's all about his projects. Right. And I was like, oh, it's gutter cleaning season. Like, yeah. You know, all that stuff he's going to start up. I was like, I broke the blinds. You're going to have to fix those. (laughs) Yeah. Bunch of other shit because I did break the blinds. Oh, no. Um, It was a total accident. I'm hoping that my mic doesn't come unplugged through the course of this. I'm like holding it in like awkwardly. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully, uh, I mean, I, I don't think anybody really noticed it uh, last time because I did some. OK, uh, some. Editing. Well, are you going to give the listeners a pup date? Yes, I will indeed give the listeners a pup date. Um, we have uh, adopted a little pup. Um, it's not official yet. Um, also I'm just reading this little tidbit, the Lincoln or yeah, the link Lincoln park zoo names, a baby camel, Alexander Camelton. Uh, no fucking way. So that's great. Uh, but also, uh, in pup news. Yeah, we, we adopted a pup. It will be official We're we have him for a week. And if we decide we want the pup, which we already have decided, um, then I mean, how could you not want a puppy? He's very adorable. He is a Dotson Chihuahua mix. Oh my god, the most obnoxious of all mixes. He's he's pretty good though. He uh he doesn't I mean so far it's only been 24 hours. Um we have renamed him Henson uh as in Jim Henson. Um so. Where were the, where did the where did you spot the muppetiness? Well, we didn't. We were just saying names and for some reason I thought of Jim Henson. I was trying to think of like you know, maybe a Muppet name. And then I went Henson sounds good. So we're calling him Henson. He's a little pup. Um, His first name and last name. Yeah. It's just also are both last names. It's just Henson. Henson Pinkroft. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) 
Um, that is the most that is the most aristocratic name I can think of. Are you going to put a top hat on your dog? We might. I don't know. You should. I don't know. It's... I actually have, you know what, I might gift it to you. <laughs> I have that little tweed hat that we used to put on Kiba. It's like the little grandpa hat that's like, oh, like tweed. Yes. Adorbs. That'd be cute. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we, uh, yeah, he's a cutie. Um, he's, he's very, he's uh, for the most part, very well behaved. He's, he's either six months old or younger. They can't tell, but. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's around. So he's itty bitty teeny weenies. Yeah. He's also a long boy. Good. Good. Um, which is great. Um, but yeah, uh, we're excited. Um, he needs some training, but. I mean, he's a puppy. They're not born knowing, so. Yeah. I mean, he also, he is, he's somewhat trained. So he's like halfway there. But I mean, the. Oh, wow. The important parts are there. So like the potty training. So that's. Oh, wow. You lucked out. (laughs) Yes. So he's, he's pretty good with that. Um, other than that, I mean, yeah, that's the only real thing that's going on. So he's he's a little black long boy. Yes. Yes, he is. He's got, um, a little like white streak on his chest too. He looks. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, he's very cute. Um, uh, the only other thing that's going on over here is we're going to start building out the studio space over here. Um, so if things sound a little more different uh, by, oh boy, might be by next week, Marianne. We'll see. Uh, it's because Are you sitting next to a fan? I am. Can you hear it? Yes. Oh, boy. It sounds like you're on a spaceship, to be honest. Really? It's not It's not like loud or like bothersome or anything. I can just hear it. Goodness. Hold on a second. John, it's fucking cold out. What are you doing? It is not cold out. <laughs> it is you, where I am. What are you talking about? It's, it's, uh, let's check the weather, shall we, everyone? It's never cold enough for John. That is also true. It's 89 degrees here, Marianne. Oh my God, it absolutely is not here. And, um, in Morgan Hill weather... Oh, it's 73. Well, I mean, so there you go. How does it sound? Does it still sound bad? I can still hear it. Ugh. Here's the ultimate test. John sacrificing audio quality for comfort. What about now? Much better. Okay. Now I have no fan. There's no fan on. Actually, you know what? I can still hear it. Did you say there's no fan on at all? So what you're hearing probably then is the fan that is um, my computer fan. Oh. Which means the other fan goes back on, everybody. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told this story before, but drunk John in a hotel just sitting at the edge of the bed screaming at the air conditioner. Oh, the one that wouldn't work? Yeah, I'm... and you were just like, why isn't it on? So, like, nobody in particular. You were just yelling at the wall Yeah, I mean, about why, the air conditioner. It was, it was good it times. It was a classic John Pingle moment. So, um, hopefully when we uh, f- figure out our um, situation in, the, in this room... Uh, you won't be able to hear that fan anymore. We're we're going to be building it out. Uh, hopefully, it'll be completed by by next week. Uh, there's going to be a lot of work to do, especially with the pup now too. So it's going to be a whole thing. So there you go. That's what's going on over yonder. Uh, Marianne, Good shit. Did you see um, one Phil Brooks coming? Yes, I did, and I had the most conflicted of all conflicted feelings about it. Um, it was pretty cool. I liked it. Um, but everyone is like losing their minds, but also I think forgetting that he's, um, hired by Fox with, with WWE's blessing. Yeah. But everyone is like losing their minds and it's like, I mean, they brought him back to a show that has like 
le- almost a hundred thousand views, and I think that was all they the highest they've gotten. So it's not like a huge deal. Yeah, that and like, doesn't Fox own Disney? Yes. No. CM Punk is a Dis- Disney boy. Disney owns Fox. Oh well, CM Punk is still a Disney boy. Very true. He's CM a- Punk is a Disney prince. Yes, he is confirmed a Disney prince now. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's cool. I, I'm fine with it. I don't know if I'm going to watch the show because he's on it, but uh, I might. Do you think that's why they did it? Yeah, probably. Wow, and yeah, it I mean, still won't work. I mean, we'll see. I mean, good shit. We'll see what the ratings are next week. He said I'll be here next week, so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, that was um, that was pretty much the only news of the of the week. Oh, they also changed the universal title from red to blue uh, because it's on SmackDown now. Uh, it looks pretty good, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I love how that's our overall mood towards WWE. It's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that's the, cool, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. I, I am excited for Survivor Series, but we will not be talking about that here. That's not why we're here. That is not why we're here. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. Um, and also, uh, it's Sunday. So, everyone just bear with us. I'm running on. I'm running on empty. I'm trying. Got yeah, this. he yawned earlier. I have got, you taken a nap? I got this. Well, no, I have. I'm taking care of a pup now. You have a pup nap. I Those tr- are things. I tried. Yes, yesterday I had two pup naps. Ooh, excellent. But not today. Not today. So, um, we get the full the full gear recap. Um, which we have. Oh man, we already talked about that. Wow, it's weird when we record uh, later in the week. Seems no, like the recap though was even worse than I imagined. Yeah, it was it was something. It, yeah, like I and and it's to the point where I turned I turned to my mom and I was like, "Mom, I was like, I still to this day cannot and it's not even been that long. Cannot believe that John Moxley is on my TV." Yeah, I like know. and I say that every week. I'm like <laughs> still in a state of disbelief and I don't know when I'll get over it. I will let everyone know when I finally come to terms with it, but for the most part, I still can't believe that that's a thing. So we get Kenny Omega, and he's sad because he's all beat up, um, rightfully Like, so, really beat up, and he's like, how's Mox faring? Yeah, medically cleared. Yeah, he's like, he's fine, he's hanging out. Um, <laughs> of course he is, is. Which is so funny. And um, the first matchup we get is uh, Michael Nakazawa taking on John Moxley. Uh, it's a v- fairly quick l- match with uh, Nakazawa having, I think, some elbow strikes. And then Moxley just uh, hitting him out of nowhere with the paradigm shift. What um, do you think of Moxley's reverse monk haircut that he's got going on? I'm fine with it. I like it. Would you consider it a toot? Oh, no. Oh, no. I feel like it's it's Mox. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, okay. But the fact that it's like a reverse monk, either one is bad. Um, but I love his gear. I it's so cool. I really like it as well. It's almost The like patterns him, yeah. and the embellishments are like super toot. And also, please give him a mic every week. Yes, absolutely. I, I honestly, I love his gear. It's like so cool. And I was like, he never got cool shit in WWE. It was wrestling jeans every week. Jeans and a wife beater. The exact same outfit as Luke Harper. Yeah, really lame that they didn't let him wrestle in uh, regular, you know, regular old yeah. trucks. But yeah, another hot promo from Mox. And this is, you know, we we are just coming out of the pay-per-view, so it's a lot of now what for a bunch of different guys. Like, what are yeah. we going to do now? What I what I do love about AEW that I recognized was that um, they tend to just let people talk. Yes. And then the WWE, they can't let anyone finish anything. There's always someone interrupting someone. Yeah. All the time. 
And AEW is like, no, you talk. We're not going to interrupt you. You get your point across kind of thing. And I'm like, good. Thank you. Finish a fucking story before making it unnecessarily complicated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Good shit. So we are open. Well, our second match is the Dark Order versus the Jurassic Express. Um, I actually laughed really hard at JR's uh, shot about Grayson losing his first name, but he actually hadn't. It was just, you know. Funny, I loved it. A funny shot at WWE. What was uh, it? What was it that he said? It was like I think sad. he's distraught over the loss of his first name. Yes, yeah, such good shit. It was very good. Um, I I love Marco Stunt, but I need him to stop doing that dance. It's just like really like. Is, is it like the TJP dab? Um, yes, but also like no, because TJP was at least uh, for the most a part heel. a heel when he was doing that. So it's like, ugh, that's terrible. But this is like, you know, we're supposed to want to root for him. And when he does that little dance, it doesn't really like. It's like somebody gave him a Mountain Dew, like, past 10 p.m. and he can't sleep. Like, I had said, like, Marco's stunt, like, his entrance and everything he wears, he just reminds me of, like, uh, like, he dresses like a little kid that has just been set loose in a Goodwill or something. (laughs) And he just puts on all the ridiculous things he can find. Yeah. And then just runs around like he's he's like a child that has like is not disciplined whatsoever. Um, but the other thing I think I had said this to you is like the Dark Order's entrance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it was the Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. But the Dark Order's entrance reminds me of totally something in Shikara. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just with like the creepy like putty guys. Like the yes. Rita Repulsa thing going yes. on there which, with their little putties. Which is something you messaged me earlier in the week about. Is, are like, they oh, not? Yeah. I can't believe I didn't connect it before. They no. dress just like putties. Yeah, that's such a good uh that's such a good reference that you that you caught on to there. They, he, they Why thank you. They are basically like the putties, which is very funny. Um, yeah. but so Marco I have a lot of Marco no- notes. I mean there's 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 one point when Marco is doing a lot of offense on Uno, and this isn't really Marco's fault, uh, but I could I re- was really noticing Uno slapping his legs for Marco's offense, and it was just really bothering. Yeah, me. Yeah, that's not really his fault. That's yeah. like Uno's choice. Yeah, I was just like, Ugh, please stop doing that. Like, that's not really if you're, but also like Uno doesn't know what cameras on him, so. You know, it's kind of like just does he do it and make it sound good or does he not do it and it doesn't sound good, but it looks good. I don't know. Um, either way, I thought it was a really, really fun match. Um, the fans, There was a couple of botches. There were a couple of botches, but the fans, uh, man, they love Jungle Boy. Uh, as they should. As they should. Yes. Jungle Boy with a post the other day, just putting over Depp in hella hard. Yeah, man. Oh, that was great because his uh, his that um the match at GCW happened um a little over a year ago uh when he came out it was his first well it was his first time in like GCW on a bit quote unquote bigger stage mm-hmm. um, and I for, I had forgotten he took he wrestled Dempit I forgot that completely I was like oh shit he did wrestle you forgot Dempet. he wrestled T Depps I did I I mean the the thing that I took away from that entire night was um Marco got hurt. Like, real bad. Like, he broke his leg. They had to carry him out the front door. Um, like and, a baby. Yeah, basically. And the other How thing, did he break his leg? It was him and um, and Eli Everfly. I'm not sure what happened. But... Eli Everfly is just such a sloppy wrestler. 
Every time I've seen him, there's like more than one botch in every match. And there's a reason why he hasn't gone back to PWG. My God. But also what but, but, I said it. I but said also it. Probably true. So um, Dark Order wins this match via the fatality, which is a great looking finishing move. Um, and we get a, a promo from Evil Uno who says, uh, Marco, I want you to join. I want you to be one with the Dark Order. It was so bizarre. And he's like, oh, okay, kind of. And uh, they start beating the shit out of He was of... kind of like entranced, like it was some kind of... I'm telling you, it's a Chikara thing. Yes, absolutely. It was like an Eye of Tear moment. To Chikara alum in the ring, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we get the surprise return of Luchasaurus, who is back... Uh, months before he said he would be. Yes, yeah, stomping out them putties. Yes, um, the tail whip camera <laughs> angle was perfection. They yes, and I loved how he was like beating them up, and they were selling it like putties. Yes, I love when he just like it was so good. Yeah, it was so good. He just one by one uh, destroyed them, and I mean, we can only assume our next feud is going to be the Jurassic Express, which I assume would at this point just be jungle boy and luchasaurus taking on the dark order and i'm here for that match for sure yeah i love how they all hugged and then dustin later tweeted he was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> of them all hugging and they called marco baby saurus baby saurus fair enough i approve of that name it's so cute it sounds like something i would come up with <laughs> yes it does good Absolutely. shit um up next we had a triple threat match between um peter avalon the librarian apparently you're still doing that gimmick Oh, man, I must say they came out and my mom immediately was like, oh, wow, who is that? I hate her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> About Leva Bates. She's like, I hate her. <laughs> and she didn't even do anything. It was just like she came out and she was just cartoonish and just awful. And I don't get it. Librarian. Like, why is that a thing? I don't understand. Like, surely they must know it's terrible. I mean, it was originally from being the elite, and then I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened. It's just ugh, she's so cartoonish and bad, and he just reminds me of Damian Sandow. So uh, Peter Avalon taking on Sean Spears and also Darby Allen. Um, I, I do love that Justin Roberts says now skating to the ring. I think that's funny. I mean, it's every, every time they do that, it reminds me of like, like if Manders was evil. <laughs> yes because remember manders would do that like skateboard hurricane rana move yes and it was like insane oh my god little mandrews um and this match was you know it was uh it was kind of short um, yeah i mean it was a lot of darby offense and a lot of darby just um that fucking stalling arm drag with like hella air oh, i love that that's such a it's great it's so gorgeous and also, um, he took that top rope, that top rope bump where um, uh, I believe Sean Spears kicked the top rope and then he kind of like fell on it. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Uh, Janela comes out and is like, I'm going to beat out Sean Spears now. I will say I am a fan of Pigtail Joe Janela. I mean, so this feud is continuing the Sean Spears, Joey Janela. Um, and also, I watched Joey Janela cut a. Uh, a promo for the um, for uh, for the the YouTube channel that was pretty good. Um, I highly suggest everyone go check that out. Um, so yeah, he's not done with Sean Spears. So uh, Sean Spears is taken out of the match. 
Peter Avalon is hit with the coffin drop, and Darby Allen gets the one, two, three. And then he takes the mic and says, John Moxley, I accept. So. In like the most monstrous voice. And as at this point, how many people had had a microphone? I was like, everybody gets a fucking microphone in this episode. It was like microphone after every match. I mean, at this point, we had Moxley, Evil Uno, and Darby. Peter Avalon had a mic Avalon at one point. Before. Yeah, so that's four so far. Wow, my goodness. Um, after that, we had Nyla Rose taking on Danny Jordan. Uh, it was a squashy squash, so... Yeah, there and she go. didn't get a mic afterwards, to which I said, everyone gets a mic, but the women. Yes. Um, we were also told about the Dynamite Dozen, which is a 12-man battle royal. The last two competitors will, and I might be getting this wrong, but this is how it sounded, that the, after two people are left, they will have a singles match the week after or right after the match and then they get a ring or something i don't is it like a decoder ring i hope it should be it should be um it should be like a cereal box prize i'm man i would be down i'd be down with that (laughs) Uh, after that we had an alley interview where alley was interviewed for about two seconds until the the lights went off and came back telling you everyone gets a mic but the women i mean alley did she was uh talking on the microphone it was just a filler was it not? No, you're right. Fine. You're right. Also, no women's matches this week on, on AEW Dynamite, at least on the preview. So um, This upcoming week? Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Very weird. But uh, let's see. So uh, Awesome Con and Brandy come out, and Allie just doesn't give a fuck, and she attacks Awesome Kong before Kong can come down and fuck up her shit. But she gets hit with the back fist. And Awesome Kong collects more hair, and that's the end of that. I kind of love that. It's so creepy. Yeah, it's very fucking weird. Uh, Le Champion is up next, and um, are we tooting or booting Chris Jericho's blue and black shiny jacket, Marianne? Okay, so... We'll get to uh, Beyond Wrestling afterwards. It reminded me of Alex's jacket, but his was red and black. Right. Which I hated. I actually am not a fan of it. It l- A lot of Jericho's jackets look like this. A lot of them look like Goodwill finds. But this one especially looked like a Goodwill find. So you're booting it. And I feel like it was something only a Japanese wrestler could pull off. All right. I'm hitting that boot button. There it is. There. Thanks. It is. Um, incoming Biff Busick tweet of the week. My dad says if I ever go tanning again, he's going to kick my ass. There you go. It's the Biff I Busick. I love you, Biff. The Biff Busick tweet of the week. Uh, note the subtle name change there. Anyways, uh, Jericho comes out, <laughs> and then MJF comes out to Cody's entrance. and then Dude, that entrance? The can, I, can I toot an entrance? Yeah, sure. Because it's that. Uh, I did. <laughs> so I did, good. I absolutely loved that he did like the... He he did the Cody like come on everybody like cheer me thing. It was very funny. It was so funny because I think like when Cody went to go come out, I was like, why are they doing this whole long entrance like out of nowhere? Like it's supposed to be a surprise. That's kind of ridiculous. And I was like, what if it's MJF? And it fucking was. And I got up and I took a lap. I took a victory lap. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, yes, I love MJF so much. He can do no wrong. He's like the Miz to me. Uh, so MJF comes all out. All hail, by the way, the Miz. All hail the Miz. Uh, wow, it's been a while. Well, we don't. I really know. know. So um, 
we get a back and forth promo between these two um, where it, it was pretty good. I the thought classic that, Jinx callback moment, though. <laughs> yes, the uh, the the Kevin Owens. So good that it, it was a callback to that. Basically, the whole yeah. like Roman Reigns. But in this case, it was Cody Rhodes, uh, which was funny. Um, yeah, Oni Lorcan requests WWE release in October. There you go. Just, just this is just Biff updates. That's These all. These are just is. Biff updates because we we do care a lot about. Shall we call them Biff dates? Biff dates. Yes. Cool. <laughs> Biff dates. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, we got the Hooventude re- reference, which was funny. Um, oh man! I mean, yeah, so good. They basically did the whole uh, the whole Kevin Owens like do you. They, you know, they were pretending like they were going to fight, and then they hugged. Right? They so hugged weird. At one point. The whole entire the whole entire exchange was so natural. Yes, it was very good. Um, Cody comes out, and you know, he should have come out to MJF's entrance. That would have been funny. The doctors are trying to stop him, but he's like, "Ah, eh, fuck it," and he gets in the ring and tries nah. to. He tries to power slam Jericho, and that shit does not work the first time. It's a very bad botch. Jer- yeah, I know. You can see Jericho's like, just fucking do it again. Uh, <laughs> so he does it again. And out comes Wardlow, the man who we've seen a couple of Such vignettes. an awkward name. Wardlow? Yeah, it is. It's, it's It sounds very... like another offshoot of like an evil Mario. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like M- Mario's third brother, but evil. Wardlow. Mard- <laughs> Mardlow. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. But... Uh, <laughs> We haven't gotten any confirmation that uh, this uh, Wardlow is with MJF, but we have. Not I gotten, hate that name. You uh, know why that you know they're with each other? They're Burberry buddies. Yes, absolutely. That should be their tag team name, Burberry buddies. Uh, but we don't know if they are with the inner circle or what is going on because it kind of sounded like. I don't know. They were teasing. Neither one. like So Jericho and MJF, their egos are so big that neither one is willing to like. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a thing where it's never it's never going to be a said thing. Yeah. Like absolutely. ever. Like they'll never they'll never admit needing the other person or whatnot, whatever right. they're going for. But then they'll still like be there or something. It's never going to be like a spoken thing because they're just such huge egotistical jackasses. Yes, absolutely. 100 percent um after that we had um pack versus hangman page and i'm not really sure if i enjoy seeing a rematch four days after the fact but i guess it's better than one day later with wwe but also it's still you know it's like we just saw this match um it was different enough that they were doing similar spots but they were you know it was like oh you just tried to do this to me i'm gonna block it it was stuff like that yeah, um, my my only thing watching this match because I was like, oh, I know this is a rematch, but I mean, I didn't get to see the original or whatever. But um, we're just sitting there in silence watching it, and my mom was like, she was like, Pac has like the most perfect body. <laughs> she has, she was like, he has like the ideal perfect body, and I went, you mean an upside down Dorito? <laughs> I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, I don't agree with that shit at all. But you know how I am. I'm like. My ideal body type is like Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. which is like not severely cut, right? But also my favorite human and like my t- my two like my top two list guys are like certified hot dad bods, right? So it's like that's my type. So I have no room to just talk. 
Like none. None room. None more room. None more room indeed. Uh we got yeah. some two we got two uh Orihara moonsaults here, which yeah, is kinda not just one. We got two, which I mean, alright, that's fine, I guess. They both do pretty good ones, but I mean, did they both have to do them? But also whatever, I guess. But my question to you is which one was better? I don't know, man. Uh, I, so I have a my first note is big old uh, Orihara moonsault by Pac, and then my other one is Orihara moonsault by Hangman. So I assume I like the Pac one better because it was I the first. Well, also because old. Pac is a smaller boy. Yes, very true. But Hangman's also got a really good one. So I mean, um, there was also a little great sequence with um, the uh, buckshot lariat being blocked. And then a super kick being blocked, and then an, uh, another super kick connecting. There was some good stuff in this, um, but once again, Hangman Page, not the guy, as Pac gets another win over Hangman. And you enjoyed that thoroughly. Of course I did. Um, I do like Hangman, though, but he is, he's not the guy. Not the guy. He's not even a guy. He's just not the guy. <laughs> he's, just, he's not a guy. Um, I, Marianne... You know, backstage brawls are sometimes like really dumb and annoying. But oh yeah, um, absolutely. This one, but they're they're apparently necessary. They're a necessary evil. So Santana jumps off a forklift here. Okay, it's- so my <laughs> thing for that is just it's only been a few weeks, but it's like finally happened. There's a forklift spot. Yes, and they've entered the big leagues, John. Yes, they had they a for have. they have officially had their first forklift spot. Yes, absolutely. Um, but another great, I really thought this was so funny when, uh, I believe it's, or Santana throws one of the young bucks into the bathroom and the door swings open and Orange Cassidy is just hanging out in there. Just standing there for like no reason. It was, he didn't great. have a vape or anything. I also, it was just like the weirdest thing. And then I, I'm pretty sure it was Santana just slowly grabs Matt or Nick Jackson and then closes the door, and then the brawl continues to happen. It was yeah. The very audience funny. popped so hard. It was very funny. Um, and then they brawl out into the uh, main stage area, and then red shirt security uh, comes out, and I'm having fl- TNA Impact flashbacks from way, way, way back in the day. My goodness, that used to be a tag team, Marianne. The red shirt security. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brandon Cutler gets all fucked up by them. Somebody goes through the stage again. Private parties out here, so um, it looks like we're probably going to get uh, private party versus uh, Santana and Ortiz at some point here. Okay, whatever. Uh, and by some point, I mean <laughs> next week. Um, but yeah, my, my biggest thing that I noticed though, it's super weird because I, I mean, I, I was aware that I was watching AEW, but I still had like a weird transfer moment right when that brawl started, yeah, or whatever. And it showed uh, the Young Bucks obviously beating up Santana Ortiz, and there was just a shot where it was um, Matt Jackson, but it was him from behind. And I was like, for a brief second, I thought it was Shayna Baszler. Oh, wow, they look exactly the same from behind, really. Yes, they do. They wear their hair the same. Huh. Yes. I swear to God, I thought it was her, even though, like, I knew better. I was like, what the fuck? It was, like, an immediate thing. That was, like, my first note about the entire segment. Oh, man. Wow. And then I got distracted by the forklift. So that was a thing. Uh, And then up next, we had our main event of the evening, which was 
the AEW Tag Team Champions, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, flagged by Christopher Daniels, SCU, taking on uh, the team of Sammy Guevara. Again. Sammy Guevara, again. And Chris Jericho, flagged by Jake Hager. Um, Didn't we have a whole thing called It's Oni Lorkin Week? And now it's just Sammy Guevara. Month. Month. God damn. (laughs) That might be the name of the episode. Sammy. What a month. Sammy Guevara month. Yeah, man. He's just, he's been everywhere. He's been on every show. I'd love to see who has the most um, matches. It'd probably be him, I would assume. He's young and impressionable. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This match was was fine. Uh, I really liked the double pose with Guevara and Jericho in the middle of the ring. I thought that was funny. So Um, cute. Dad and son. I don't really have a lot of notes. I'm going to see what I rated this match. It was like, bring your son to work day. Yes, basically. Um, I'm going to see what I rated this because I can't remember. And just for those of you following along at home with with my ratings, I am... This has to be the most matches I've watched all year. I'm... I've watched 800... I'm sorry. I've ranked 824 matches. Good fucking God. Uh, Let's see. What did I give this match, Marianne? I gave it a three. So it was fine. It was a fine match is is what what I thought. Um, Hager gets involved. He he and uh, Daniels get into it. Um, Scorpio Sky just, you know, doing all the good things, including picking up a pinfall. On Le Champion to retain the tag team titles. Um, holy shit, man. I mean, that's a huge deal. They put it over on commentary. Uh, everyone involved put it over pretty well, too. So I wonder if maybe down the line, I actually should just check the AEW Dynamite preview. I wonder if we're going to get um, Scorpio Sky versus. Um, versus Chris Jericho. Not maybe not a championship match, but at least a one-on-one encounter. What do you think, Marianne? Mm, I don't have thoughts. My god. All right. Um I can't find the preview for What this. a time. What a time to be alive. Let's talk about Uncharted Territory season 2 episode 7. Um once again, this this card was stacked from top to bottom and they also, you know, were like Let's add some really cool matches randomly. Uh, and then next week looks even more stacked. My God, what a time to be alive. What a time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, we opened the show with Red Death Daniel Garcia. That is the most pedestrian ring name I've ever heard. My God, so not a fan. Versus John so- the <laughs> I didn't man. say I wasn't a fan. I just said that's a really pedestrian name. You hate Daniel Garcia. And I also spelt it like Daniel. Daniel. What is happening? I <laughs> you spelled it. it wrong again. No, I didn't. Oh, my God. Yes, I did. <laughs> no. There we go. Uh, uh, I watched a lot of wrestling last week, Marianne, like a whole bunch. I still have in the queue, I have two, four, six, seven matches I got to watch, including Mara Fuji versus the Great Muda, which I'm, my God, what a time. I'm, a lo- I'm ready for it. I'm going to put the pup on my lap. I'm going to watch some wrestling. It's going to be great. Uh, anyway, uh, John Silver versus Daniel Garcia. This is the first time I've ever seen, uh, Daniel Garcia. Um, he has, he certainly has some, some facial expressions. That's for sure. 
Oh God! Uh, what did you think of him I, besides his name? What did you think of him as a wrestler? Um, I thought he was. I thought he was uh, pretty well rounded, but at the same time, like I'm not a huge fan of John Silver. Um, I think I may need to see him wrestle in person to be sold on whatever other people are seeing. John Silver. Yeah. Okay. And it, like, and because of that. I didn't really form an opinion because I didn't have an opinion on the person he was wrestling. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So it, it, I, I don't want to say it was like, okay, I do want to say it was forgettable. All right. So I would need to, I would need to see, because it was like a person that didn't have an established personality versus a person to me who did not have an established personality. All right. So I didn't have like really a comparison because sometimes, you know, like if a boring person fights someone, then it's like you don't really have anything to work with. Right. I don't know. But yes, the facial expressions did stand out a lot. Um, also, this match had like dumb tap outs. Dumb like, tap outs? Like dumb moments where they were tapping out, but it like they should know better. It's like you have forgot how to do your job recently. You can't get a, like a tap out or a pinfall outside of the fucking ring. What were you trying to uh, prove? Yes, that was strange. And then like tapping out when you know you're holding the fucking rope. Yeah, that was also like it was so dumb. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Um, I, I like John Silver. Uh, I'm, I'm not like over the moon about him. Like some people are, but I think he is a, a very good wrestler. Um, I did he name himself after long John Silver. I mean, God, I hope so. I don't know, (laughs) but only if he named himself after the Tim Curry version. Oh man. Of course. (laughs) The best version. Yeah. Oh boy. Hopefully that would be nice. I know. Um, my god my god so i just have a note that says john silver is murdering this dude uh silver's got some shotgun-esque kicks yeah uh, definitely he's he's got a lot he's got a pretty good move set he's just a big as they call him the the meat man my god and he's really small though yeah he is he's um, like a tiny portion of meat I really loved the um, the submission. He's he's, he's a uh, an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Yes, he absolutely is. Um, he also uh, did this submission where he was just choking the dude with his own arm. Uh, I fucking love that. And uh, it ended with the punt kick, which I don't know if I'm a fan of as a finisher, but it happens. I really like the opener. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and ap- to me, kicks can't be everything you do. Right. Fair enough. Don't make your entire strength just like one type of move. Um, Because one day, soon, people will figure it out. Everyone has it figured out already. I don't know why I worded it like that. But you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. If that's like your biggest like arsenal is somebody's going to use it against you. They will figure out that you are just a kicky little boy. (laughs) Up next, we had um, Cold Steel Chuck O'Neill. Uh, taking on Pinky Sanchez and Chuck O'Neill wearing the Pazuzu knee pad. What a jerk. <laughs> um, At first, I like totally was not sold on the toughness of him. And I was like, should I be? And then I went, oh, never mind. MMA. Yeah. Um, I hit on commentary. Chuck O'Neill, a fan got in Chuck O'Neill's face and the commentator said, you are drunk and he will kill you. Yeah, it was so great. Um. At first, I was like, I'm not sold on this. I was like, he's such a pale boy. No, man. Pale boy, Chuck O'Neill. And then I was like, dude, he reminds me of like a, a weird hybrid of like Trevor Lee and Kylo Ren. Just like the paleness. Right. And then like the weird like mountain man Trevor Lee-ness. <laughs> like he was like tall and imposing and pale. Right. 
But then, like, at the same time, I was like, this is this is Trevor Lee. Yes. Trevor Lee. Remember him? I do. Barely. <laughs> um. So, Pinky trying everything he can do to take out Chuck O'Neill and get the knee pad back. It is not working. Um, I do like the Michinoku driver into the armbar. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and that is how Chuck O'Neill wins this match. And he is—he had some—he had some crazy good, um, like painful looking. Holds. Oh, he had a great German. He had a lot of crazy shit going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's collecting the knee pads. Uh, Chris Dickinson comes out to. Uh, he's to the Aja Kong of knee pads. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, up next, does we... he not wrestle with knee pads like previously? I don't think so. Just buy knee pads. Don't steal them from other people. You fucking weirdo. Do you need? Do you need charity? Do you need money for knee pads? Because I'll give it to you. Stop stealing them from people. The Chuck, the Chuck O'Neill, uh, <laughs> the Chuck O'Neill knee pad charity event. <laughs> That'd be a great name for an indie show. <laughs> or like the Matt Riddle wrestling shoe charity event. Oh my god! Stuff like that would be very funny. That'd be so good. good. Um, so up next we had the newly crowned Chikara. Campionados de Parejas. I love how the commentator could not pronounce it. Yeah, it's, and it, he was like, "But I'm Spanish." Uh, the bird and the bee taking on Club Cam, which was the uh, combinedness of uh, the uh, the AirPod God and um, oh my goodness, who was the other person? Who's the? Uh, it was uh, Casanova, Christian Casanova. Yeah, the one that does an axe kick. Yes. Um. Uh. I thought this was fine. Oh, this is a fine match. This um, is fine. This is fine. I thought the honey steamer was pretty cool. That running, what appears like it's going to be a running uh, tornado DDT, but it turns into like a running suplex, tornado yeah. suplex. I like that. It was really hard to take notes on that match because it was just so, there's so much happening. Yeah. Um, I was like, I can't even get, like, I can't. I'll also say um, the... There was a point where, uh, here are your winners by submission. No? Uh, that was really funny. Kind of took me out of the match, though. Um, it, it, but also, even funnier, um, that was apparently part of the plan. Because uh, uh, the next match we had was Matt Mikowski taking on Gary J. And, uh, this Gary match, the Barn Owl. Yes, this match was... Uh, Star of one of my favorite Chikara matches ever, by the way. Which one? The one, the one where uh, Swamp Monster just like betrays them and just runs into the arms of <laughs> Gary the Barn Owl. And they have like a torrid love affair. Oh my god! Do you remember that one? It's the one where they all stop in the middle of the match yes. and pose with the cameras. Yes, that was at a king of a king of trios. I that was that was that was top notch Orange Cassidy content. Oh, man. Yeah, it was the Submission Squad versus the Gentleman's Club. That was some good shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a while ago. Holy crap. That used to be my background on my computer for a while was just that picture because it was so funny to me. That was good stuff. Yeah. Um, Gary J, uh, just a completely different wrestler from that point. That fucking double stomp to Mikowski's head. Holy shit. Delicious. Oh, my God. Um, We got three topes in a row by Gary J. Um, Mikowski working over the arm. Um, there was a pump handle slam, uh, that looked, uh, at least four times kind of dangerous before he dropped 
uh, Gary J. It was, ooh, it was, uh, it looked very dangerous. Gary J. Like to me, he looks like if a homeless man, like if homeless men in general had to fight for their food. <laughs> yeah. Well, or he- like, I, I feel like Gary J.'s gimmick. You should add that make all of his gear just Patagonia and wrestle in like Merrells. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> okay, so. so- hipster environmentalists and outdoorsy people wear patagonia which is like really expensive okay like my brother wears like a patagonia jacket and then they wear like outside hiking merrells he just looks like he would only shop at whole foods and just like fight people for the best parking spots at yosemite i don't know okay hiking merrells yes okay that's funny (laughs) sorry i just someone somewhere will understand what i just said patagonia oh my god okay (laughs) <laughs> yep i'm do you see I'm the type there. of stereotype i'm going with i do i see it and uh if gary J ever went that route it'd be believable <laughs> um a lot of double stomps to the back of the head here like he would be sponsored by nature valley granola bars i mean he probably would like that <laughs> um and we we're in a submission hold here and the bell rings and everyone's like oh my god it's happening again and uh, it pans over, and there's Tony Deppin laughing his ass off. Because um, he's an insane person. And then uh, Gary J pins Matt Mikowski, and we'll be back next week. Matt Mikowski out of the tournament. Um, out comes Chris Dickinson. He's very pissed off at Tony Deppin. Uh, and no, he- but you missed the entire Tony Deppin segment. Uh, if you would like to speak about it. Well, he, he just came out and for some reason he just wasn't wearing a shirt. And I was like, my first thought was, okay, he has to be wrestling. Right. Because why else would he come out if he's not wearing a shirt? And then he loudly was like, I'm not even wrestling tonight. And then some really great person in the audience was like, then why aren't you wearing a shirt? And he's like, why am I shirtless? Because I look fucking fantastic. Yes. That was very funny. (laughs) I was like good shit like good shit and then chris dickinson came out and i went oh yeah he is gonna wrestle so dickinson comes out and he just basically says fight me and then he goes fine so they they are fighting uh this is actually like a randomly like for a random match that we didn't know was gonna happen uh, was amazing yeah i know but then again that's a tony deppin thing for you oh yeah absolutely it was it was a lot of fun um deppin i think also cut a promo on um on the on the war horse uh to tell me was coming to take his independent championship um and yeah dickinson came out we had a it's so funny i have a note that says this is a great match and i just stopped taking notes that's all it says fair uh there was a jumping death valley driver um a crazy exploder suplex exchange there were so many exploder suplexes um they were they were everywhere. The trap. Okay, so the the start of the the cheeky Nando's kick where they you know they he they trap the guy's head in between his legs and the top turnbuckle. Um, Deppin hit him with a with a knee lift that caught him right that caught Dickinson right in the fucking head. It looked really brutal. Um, the end of this match was just insane. It ended obviously with a Pazuzu bomb and Chris Dickinson gets the win and. Um, Chris Dickinson then uh, says a lot of mean and terrible things about Chuck O'Neill and says, I'm going to beat the shit out of you next week. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Up next, we had Nerder Death Kill versus VSK and Alex Reynolds. I have minimum. I hate Alex Reynolds. I have minimum number of notes here. 
It just my first note is Nick Gage fucked Mark Sterling up. He is dead. That's that the, should be your only note. That's the only note I have. I also have Nick Gage hot tag and the choke breaker and a tap out. Uh, Nerd or death kill wins. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's really all I got. That's all I got on that. I really can't stand Alex Reynolds. Why is that? He just looks like a sleazy, like skinny lounge version of Shane Matthews. <laughs> okay. And I just, I, it's funny. He just looks like he would wear velvet like on a regular basis when it's like not. He looks like the velvet frog. If anybody's seen that episode of fucking Seinfeld, the end. Anyways, <laughs> good. Not a fan. Um. After that, we had our main event, which was fucking great. So oh good. I love Chris Statlander God. so much. Chris Statlander taking on Mercedes Martinez. Fuck yes. Uh, Statlander's gear, Marianne. Toot it's a fucking booty. toot, and I will tell you why. Please do. It is not obnoxiously like Saturine. Remember right. how hers was just like shoving it down your throat? Yes. Like her gimmick? Yes. It's not obnoxiously. It's like subtle and fashionable, and I love those those braided leg wrap things that she has. Yeah. First of all, how the fuck do you get those to stay? Like, so good. That and is a great just, question. How does she get them to stay? Is it like is it like athletic tape? What is it? It's so cool. But like her whole her whole thing is like it's not like shoving it in your face, but right. at the same time it's like also her name, um, Stadlander or Stadlander. Stadlander. It's German for Citylander. Oh, interesting. Very alien esque, you might think. Yes. Stadlander. Um, but if there was a D in it, it would be perfect for Stadlander because that's how you spell it. Mm. But total toot fucking great shit absolutely does the cute little et thing <laughs> yes um bacabella on commentary had well he he actually did not say it during this commentary but they mentioned that he had compared uh statlander to sarah del rey and uh, what a comparison what an honor what do you think about that i th- i think it's pretty you know they have the same build there um, they do have the same build that's totally where i see it i mean i don't i don't know if statlander is you know a- as polished as as sdr is i mean is anyone very true but i i do get the comparison and yes that is a huge huge honor um these two were chopping the shit out of each other mainly mercedes martinez um who is just like it's it's insane she's a powerhouse it's insane to me she has not been signed anywhere but also maybe she doesn't want to be signed so you know more power to her to each their own what did you think of this uh i called it a handstand leg drop followed up uh by a somersault senton by she is graceful yeah, she has some really good. Uh, some. Really she did a beautiful stuff. one-handed cartwheel. Oh yes. Well, she was holding Mercedes Martinez's hand, and she did like a, a cartwheel, like a one-handed one. Oh yeah, and yeah, two yeah. Cartwheels are hard enough to do gracefully, you know. Yeah. Very and true. it was, and it was just like it was like really. I was like, wow. Yeah, very beauty impressive. and grace. Yeah, very impressive overall, Chris Statlander, who was on AEW Dark this week, by the way fucking she would do great on aew it's very interesting because the rumors were she had signed with wwe so uh what's going on here what's going on i don't know um but this i hope she doesn't sign with the wwe they'll fucking ruin her yeah i know this match was um a lot of fun um that hanging swinging neck breaker by mercedes martinez was absolutely insane and the boston crab into an stf looked very 
very nasty. Uh, I mean, what else do we have here? Oh, my goodness. The, the, the spinning, spinning falcon arrow. How could you forget? Yes, the spinning falcon arrow by Statlander. Obviously, how is she not your favorite person? Once again, I mean, she's in the camp now. That's for sure. Um, I thought Mercedes Martinez killed Chris Statlander with that. It looked like an inverted jig and tonic when she just dropped down with her head between her legs. It looked real nasty, but everyone was fine. Um, we had an avalanche Death Valley driver, which was pretty brutal. And an interesting submission from Statlander, um, kicking her also, uh, kicking Mercedes in the head, uh, to get the submission win. Uh, Chris Statlander is your winner in the main event. I prefer submission wins. They seem like they'd be a lot more satisfying. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. 100%. But uh, Statlander wins. She says next week. This is also a very funny moment. Uh, She says next week we're going to do a... She doesn't say Survivor Series elimination match, but, you know, that's basically what they're going to do. And she's like, and I'm going to captain Team Beyond. And she kind of pauses and she looks off camera to someone and says, can I say the names? And you hear someone go, no. And she's like, no. All right. See you guys next week. (laughs) It was really funny. Um, so that was that was uncharted territory. Uh, also, you know, once again, a great and fun show. Uh, but next week, or this week rather, uh, on Beyond, another great, great card. Marianne, we have Chris Dickinson taking on Chuck O'Neill. We have Nerder Death Kill taking on Team Tremendous. <coughs> we have Gary J taking on Facade. Uh, and in a very interesting matchup, we have the Chikara. Campeonatos de Parejas taking on the new Shimmer Tag Team Champions. The Sea Stars versus the Bird and the Bee. That should be a very interesting matchup indeed. And we also have Orange Cassidy taking on Christian Casanova. That'll be some good shit. I'm excited for that. That'll be a lot of fun. And then we have a Survivor Series elimination match. And the only member that I've seen as of this recording is Chris Statlander leading Team Beyond. And we don't know who the other team is going to be, but that should be a lot of fun. And AEW, trying not to disappoint as well. We have, actually, I saw one match that's not listed on here. Nick Jackson versus Phoenix, which should be... Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's just a one-on-one match. What? A Young Buck single? Yes. Single, a, a single buck? One single buck versus one single lucha, bro. One lucha. A one lucha thing. I don't know. Uh, also, they have John Moxley versus Darby Allen, which I feel like they shouldn't be doing that right away, but here we are. Battle of the Grungy Boys. And then Santana and Ortiz versus Private Party. Um, don't care. All right. Well, there you go. Um, we have a couple of questions, Marianne. Are you ready? To, cool. Uh, Bring them on. Get on to it. I got two questions from Calvin. Hello, Calvin. How are Hola. you? It's been a little while. Let's see. His first one is, in your opinion, what's the best love story in all of professional wrestling? Like story-wise? I don't know if he means story-wise or if he means in general. I think you can go with either one, Marianne. What do you think is the best love story in all of professional wrestling? I can't answer that question, really. Can I? Sure. No, I'll say Swamp Monster and Gary the Barn Owl. There you go. Swamp Monster and Gary the <laughs> no, Barn Owl. No, or Renee and Dean Ambrose. I think Renee and Dean Ambrose is a really good one. It's just, I don't know. It just seems very, very adorable for 10 million different reasons. 
Yeah, I know. That's probably my be- my favorite one. I'm trying to think if I can think of any other ones that I like really, really like. But that's a. I think that's a really great one. Yeah, that or maybe AJ and Punk. But I would say. Oh, that's a cute one too. Yeah, either that one, but I think I would have to go with. Um, I think he probably means like like in storylines. I mean, he probably does, but I I think I mean, do you have any in store? I mean, you have one in storyline already. Um, one that I would say in storyline. I mean, I don't know if I really have have one. I mean, I thought the Jericho Christian Trish Stratus stuff was was pretty excellent with the turn we got at mania i thought that was fun but um i don't know if i call that a love story uh but yeah i'm gonna go with moxley and and renee just because so cute and if anything that one adorable drawing came out of it so cute um he also asks let me let me find this one here do you remember a storyline uh, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. Do you remember which storyline or for? Oh boy. Oh, there's a lot of ors going on here. I'll just take the seconds to uh, basically what storylines uh, still get you worked up into a shoot today? Like you still get shoot mad about them. Like you're still like very angry. Like you like you think the storyline was handled improperly yes. and you wish it went another way, yes. or the general storyline just made you mad. Either one. Those are but those I think are both very good. For me, uh, it involves Moxley again. I think one that just really the the character arc of Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I think the thing that just makes me mad is we were supposed to get um, Cactus Jack or or Mick Foley. I can't remember which incarnation it was going to be versus uh dean ambrose after do you remember i think i've sent you that where he confronts him and tells him he was ruined wrestling with his his garbage yeah that, and that never happened and that was like the big that was like wasn't he still john moxley then he might have been i'm not sure but uh, yeah that that for me uh, gets me worked up um the way they handled the summer of punk was gets me worked up uh, that should have been like the coolest fucking. I'm surprised thing. you didn't say um, the disappearance of Snowflake. Uh, that all you know that also does get me worked up as well. That storyline never panned out, um, but was would have been just like I want to know what the payoff was supposed to be. Um, yeah, because there was a lot of stuff going on there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch of stuff that gets me worked up I'd it's say. really easy to get me worked up so i don't think i could give like an answer in specifics if anything's gonna make me mad it's that i there was like a clearly better route that could have been taken right in absolutely. any in just in any example like i can't i really can't think of anything specific right now because obviously like i don't have like a huge history with it but it's like right I don't know. I think I feel like I get more angry about how how wrestlers are as a char- characters are being utilized. That's okay. the thing that makes me more angry. Yeah. I get like I'm like I get I become a social justice warrior. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. Like it's just I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I'm like oh this person is not being used right and it just makes me mad. I don't know. Uh, Mike on Facebook asks, how long before someone scoops up Chris Dickinson? The guy can put on good matches, cut solid promos, and is jacked. Is he missing something, Marianne? I'm thinking. Um, I don't know why. Um, Also, I mean... (sighs) He didn't. Wasn't he in PWG for like a hot minute? Like I feel matches. like he was. And then um, there. I don't know. It may be like they need like 
Yeah, I'm not really sure. I feel like he doesn't stand out enough as a personality. Like, he has, like, it's like he's a great talker and it's like he can grab your attention, but there's like a million other guys that have the exact same thing. I Does would, that make sense? I probably yeah. don't know enough about Chris Dickinson. That's fair. But I, I but, think, uh, like, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. It would like, be, you'll, be need, you'll need more than to just be jacked. Yeah, I could really see him breaking out in Japan. I think maybe yes. not, maybe not New Japan, but I think that would be cool if he was in New Japan. But maybe like in Noah or um, maybe mm, I don't think Dragon Gate. I think he's too big for Dragon Gate. But I, I'd love to see him work a tournament. I think that would be fun and that would get his name out there a little more. Um, or maybe he just, I don't know, doesn't want to sign with anybody. I think we also we always forget that that could actually be an option for some people where they're just like, I don't want to go there. But I don't know why, because he, he does have all that stuff. I don't know if he's if he's missing anything. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't think he is. So I, I don't know. I do not know. But what I do know is that we are done with this episode. <laughs> I thought you were straight up just going to go in into our ending spiel and I was going to be like, smooth move. <laughs> What I know is that you can like us on Facebook and <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow Jam Jam Pingalo <laughs> at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. My preferred way of listening is SoundCloud, just to let everyone know it's oh. just easy for me um search for tornado tag radio please rate and review us as well um also calvin said if if i make a local talent shirt let me find the actual quote because it was very funny it's so good side note, i described myself as a local talent the other day amazing side note if y'all make a local talent onesie emily and i will totally pimp out our daughter or pimp that out on our daughter Oh my god! All right, uh, so I will. I'll get to work on this. Also, Nick reminded me of it uh, the other day as well. Uh, so I, you know, t- I just got to get pinged this week. I wasn't home when he reminded me as well. I was out and about, which probably won't happen as much because I got this pup here. So um, I would for sure have a local talent mug or like a pin. Oh, yeah, I would definitely order something that said a local talent on it. Um, but you can order other Tornado Tag Radio merchandise at notlg.spreadshirt.com and support TTR and all of the other podcasts on NOTLG. Uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, if you guys have ideas for new, like, like logos for shirts and stuff, we obviously cannot keep using Dean Ambrose. Yeah, you know, I... Uh, like, we we need, like, some clever shit. Like, I feel like, Jaren, you should be on this. Yeah. Jaren won Sailor Perry Saturn. Amazing. That's good stuff. I need to contact Nia. Nobody steal that idea. Jaren got it first. Yeah, I need to contact Nia and have her maybe redesign something, but I haven't really come up with anything, and I also don't have income at the moment, so, yeah, now I'll figure it out, though. But yeah, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. Uh, there's only one thing left to do, Marianne, so if you will... Ring the bell! This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit N-O-T-L-G.com. N-O-T-L-G.com